Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you doing today? So good to be talking to you today. And so this whole quarter, I'm talking about college graduation 2019 edition. But everything that I'm talking about from your marketing documents to interviewing to job search applies to everybody. But there is that whole new crop of you guys out there that are just graduating. I was actually at Florida State University yesterday and I taught three classes. One was juniors and the other two were graduating seniors. And so I got um, all kinds of questions from from those who are about to graduate about job search and LinkedIn and resumes and cover letters and all kinds of cool stuff. So that's really what we're honing in on. And this month in particular, we're talking about marketing documents. So we've talked about your resume. Last week, we talked about LinkedIn top five improvements for your LinkedIn profile. Actually, I think it was eight improvements, however many improvements it was for the LinkedIn profile. And this week, I really want to talk about strategy for LinkedIn, right? So the first step is that you build this great home on LinkedIn. I think of your profile as being your home. So you spruce it up, you have some good curb appeal, and then you can start inviting people into your home and going to other people's homes within this community known as LinkedIn. So one of the questions I get asked most often by 20-somethings, and I certainly got feedback yesterday from the the seniors and the juniors at Florida State was kind of what's up with LinkedIn. Like, I, I know I'm supposed to be on it and I do have a profile. I'm not active on it because I don't really get it. And so I want to talk about that a little bit. And one thing that I told you last week in the podcast was that pretty much every employer is going to check out your LinkedIn profile. So that is reason enough. So whether they're checking your profile as part of a full social media scan, an online scan, because you've applied for a position there, or whether they are trying to source candidates for positions that you might be qualified for, or whether they are looking through their connections or the connections of their top performers for someone like you. So if you're connected, you're a great accountant, and you're connected to some great accountants, you might get a referral that way. So it, however it is, they are looking at your profile. The, the old statistic is that 94% of employers are using LinkedIn in the hiring process. And that statistic is probably more than five years old now. So I'm going to say pretty much everybody, pretty much 99.9% are using LinkedIn in the hiring process. So that's one really important reason for you to not only have a profile on LinkedIn, but to play full out. It's not enough to just, you know, hang up a, a shingle and say, here I am, you have to do some things. So another compelling reason to play full out in LinkedIn is you never know, right? You never know who you're gonna meet. You never know who's gonna reach out to you or what they want with you or need from you. And you never know what you'll be asked to participate in or do. There are all kinds of opportunities that have come to me through LinkedIn, have come to my my clients through LinkedIn and people, my colleagues, people that I know. So I've gotten, you know, new clients. I've gotten partnerships. I've gotten collaborations. I've been reached out to for subcontracting opportunities, which is kind of like a part-time job for you guys. So all kinds of things that would have never happened except for LinkedIn. So today, again, I want to talk about strategy. So I've got top five strategies for making the most of LinkedIn. 
I'm going to really focus on those of you who are job searching. There are some additional strategies sort of when you're in maintenance mode with LinkedIn, but today these tips are going to be specific to those of you who are in an active job search. So in giving you these tips, I'm not going to be talking about the content of your LinkedIn profile because that's really what I covered last week. The only repeat is going to be the first suggestion and it's I'm repeating it because it's so important. So let's get into these top five strategies for maximizing your use of LinkedIn. So number one, again, this is the one I talked about last week, connect, connect, connect. You, you really need to be at that magic number of 500 plus, and that's a minimum, right? So that's not the end point in terms of your connections. It really is the starting point of your connections. I promise you that you can get to 500 connections very quickly. If you don't know how to use the advanced search function on LinkedIn, let me tell you how to do that. The reason the advanced search function is great is because you have a little bar up at the top to put someone's name in to look for their profile, but if you don't, can't think of someone's name, their name is not at the top of your mind, then how are you going to find them? Well, you use the advanced search function. So go up to that same bar where you can put somebody's name in and there's a little hourglass in there. Click on the hourglass and what drops down, it says search for people, companies, or jobs, and you're going to click people and then you're going to go all the way over to the right and you're going to click all filters. And what you will see is all kinds of options for ways that you can search on LinkedIn. You can put in someone's name. So here, here's an example. If you're looking for Sue Smith and you just put Sue Smith's name in that bar on your homepage, you're going to get a lot of Sue Smiths. And if you don't know her, you may not know which Sue Smith it is you're trying to find. So you can come in here and you could put Sue Smith's name in down at the bottom of the search criteria and then something else you know about her. You know where she lives, you know where she works, you know where she went to college, something like that. And those two things together will either eliminate everybody but the right Sue Smith or will at least you know, reduce the number of Sue Smiths that meet your criteria to a number that you can kind of figure who you're, you know, try to find. But this is another way to find, say, let's say there's a company that you currently work for or you previously worked for, or maybe you interned at it, and you want to see who is on LinkedIn from that company. So you can go in there and put the company name in there and, and see how many results come up. If there are too many results, then put in the company name and the geographic location or put in the company name and a department or something like that. So you can find a manageable number of results. And what do I mean by a manageable number of results? Well, if you're trying to connect with people, you know, you don't want more than a few dozen results because you really need to look at each one of those profiles and spend some time on that. So why, what's the reason for the magic number of 500? This tells others that you're active on LinkedIn. It tells them that you're kind of playing with some level of seriousness, right? So in the case of LinkedIn, the more the merrier. So you want to increase the size of your footprint on LinkedIn. So if you, what I call your footprint on LinkedIn is the people that you're connected to and then the people that they're connected to, right? So those people are those second levels, they're called second level connections, are just one-offs, right? So think about how you search on Google, right? When you search for something, you don't typically go past the first page. And that's kind of what's happening with LinkedIn. So if someone is looking for someone like you with your qualifications, what's gonna show up first in their search is the people they're already connected to who meet the criteria they've put in. The next thing that will show up are the second level connections that meet those same criteria. 
most recruiters are not likely to look beyond their first and second level connection. And the reason is, first of all, volume, right? But second of all, with those first connections, they either already know them or they're connected with them and could easily get to know them. With the second level connections, there's somebody between the two of you that presumably each of you knows. So they could reach out to that common person and ask for a reference. What is this person like? What is your work experience with this person? Do you think this person would be a good fit for this kind of a job? That sort of thing. So it's very easy to kind of vet you out when you're a second level connection. When you're a third level connection, there are two people between you and that other person. And then it gets a little bit dicier to try to make those connections and find out about you. So you want to be a first level connection and a second level connection to as many people as possible. So let me give you kind of a math problem to kind of let you see how this works. So let's just say you have 500 connections and everyone that you're connected to has 500 connections. That gives you a footprint on LinkedIn of 250,000 people. Now that may, may sound like a lot, but considering the millions of people, I think we're close to half a billion, if not more, that are on LinkedIn, you actually have a fairly small footprint. So stated another way, if you kind of look at this another way, you can be found relatively easy by a quarter of a million people. So you're, you're accessible by a quarter of a million people and a quarter of a million people are accessible to you. Now, using the same math, I want to tell you about my level of connections. And I'm not saying that you should have 4,600 plus connections, but just listen to the math. So I have 4,600 connections. And if each one of them had 500 connections, my footprint on LinkedIn would be almost 2.5 million, 2.3 million to be exact. Big old feet. And the way that that helps me is that when someone is looking for a resume writer, they're looking for a master practitioner of the Myers-Briggs, they're looking for a speaker in the career space, I show up very high in their results. My favorite story to tell about this, not to brag on myself, but to tell you the power of LinkedIn. I was working with a senior executive in human resources that were, lived and worked in California. And he was not an active player on LinkedIn. I think we actually opened up his profile together. So he was starting from ground one. Maybe I think he might have had 70 connections or something at the time I was working with him. And so we went on to his profile. I was doing some LinkedIn coaching with him. We went on to his profile and he said, I want to search and see how many senior HR executives in California I'm connected to. So he did that search. He used that as advanced search function. And he was not connected to any senior HR executives in California. He was a second connection to everybody on his first page. And the common person between all of those people and him was me. So here I am, a resume writer and career coach living in Florida, and I'm a first level connection with every one of those HR executives in California that show up on his profile. I thought that was a pretty cool example of how powerful that is. So what does that mean? Well, what it means in part is if an HR executive in California is looking for a resume writer, they're very likely going to pick up the, the phone or send me an email. Now, what does that mean for you? When recruiters are looking for someone like you, you want to show up high in their results and you want to have those common connections that they can reach out to and, and ask about. So here's the deal. If you have fewer than 500 connections, I want you to go for quantity over quality. Now, let me be very clear in what I mean here. 
What I mean by quantity over quality is that I want you to get to that 500 as fast and as efficiently as possible. So who are those people? Your classmates, your former classmates, your coworkers, your former coworkers, your supervisor, your former supervisor, your family and friends, your professors from college, your internship supervisor, those kind of people are what I'm considering low-hanging fruit when it comes to connections on LinkedIn. You already know them. Maybe it's somebody that like your roommate knows really well and you know that if you reach out to them, they're going to be like, oh, it's Bob's friend, no problem. So you could do those kind of things as well. But you're basically staying with people that you either already know or who are at about your level in terms of kind of career growth and career development. You're not reaching out at this point necessarily to CEOs and CFOs and COOs. So when you get to that magic 500 number, then you kind of have a little bit of currency with which you can invite those people you don't know, people that are at a higher level than you, to connect with you because they'll see a value in that exchange of energy. They give you access to their connections, you give them access to uh, your connections, and there's kind of an equal exchange of energy. So I'm not suggesting that you connect with, I <laughs> I had to clarify this in one of the classes last night because they said, so we should just have BS connections. And I said, absolutely not. Just low hanging fruit that's easy for you to get that number up as quickly as you can before you kind of start reaching for, you know, you have to get on a ladder to get that fruit off the top of the tree. All right, so that's number one. Connect, connect, connect. Get to that 500. Don't stop at 500, but get to 500 as quickly as you can. Number two, I want you to set up your job agents. So if you're actively job searching, I want you to set up agents that are sending you daily digest of the jobs that meet your qualifications. In my estimation, LinkedIn has the best job board out on the market, and here's why, or here's my theory about it. It's pretty expensive to advertise jobs on LinkedIn relative to some of the other sites. And so I think that it tends to call out the less than serious, the jobs that are kind of, you know, work for certainly work for minimum wage kind of jobs or sketchy jobs. There's just too, it's too easy to trace a job back to its roots and who posted it and what companies involved and all of that. You can't do, um, blind ads on LinkedIn like you can on some job boards. So they really, the way that it's set up and the way that it's run and operated, it makes it almost impossible uh, or not worth their money to put less qual lesser quality jobs on there. So they're really good quality jobs and you're going to want to set up some of these agents so that the positions you're qualified for are going to come into you daily. So to do this, you want to click on the jobs tab at the top of your profile. So there's that black bar that goes across the top of your profile and one of those tabs says jobs. Then you're going to search using whatever appropriate criteria you want and you can set up multiple job agents so you could set them up. Maybe you want the same exact job title but you want to look in four or five uh, cities. You can do that or you want to stick in one city but you want to have four or five different job titles that you're looking for. So once you set up that search criteria, LinkedIn will ask you if you want to save that search and then if you want to receive notifications of positions that meet those criteria. And it'll let you do it weekly, daily, and I think one at a time individual. And I recommend a daily digest. And here's what I suggest is you get that digest. So let's say you're doing this on LinkedIn, but you're also doing it on Indeed.com and Monster. 
you get those daily digests in and then take some downtime when you are standing in a line, waiting at a red light, you know, sitting on the train or the bus or whatever it is you take to work, um, wherever you have some downtime to just quickly look through those jobs every day because there's going to be a lot of days when there's not going to be anything you're interested in. And so then you can discard that day's digest and be done with it. And if it, there are jobs in there that you're interested in, you just hang on to that and then whenever your next scheduled time is, notice I use the word scheduled time, to work on your job search, then you can actually do the application process for that job. There's also a link on in the jobs section that you can tell recruiters that you're open to receiving um, you know that you're open to jobs and I there's nothing wrong with that you can go ahead and click that however in my experience recruiters don't really care whether you're open to new opportunities because if they feel that you have the right criteria for their job they're going to reach out to you it's their job they will reach out to you and try to kind of woo you to that position but it doesn't hurt to click that so that's number two to set up those job agents. Number three, I want you to engage with the people you're connected with. I wrote a, a blog a few years ago that said LinkedIn should not be the place that your connections go to die. And yet for many of you it is. You can you collect them and especially those of you that don't really understand LinkedIn, you don't know what to do with them once you get them. So a strategy is is necessary here. So the first thing you want to think about is what's the goal with this person? Is this someone that I'm hoping I can have a networking meeting with? Is this someone who I need them to refer me to someone else? Is this someone who's actually in a, in a position to offer me a job that I would actually interview with? And then based on that, I would say create a few templates that you can communicate with people. So I get this all the time for my connections and some of them are salesy, they're, they're salespeople, so I'm getting very salesy kinds of things. I've done this as well where I've actually sent them uh, just content around the job search or career management. Hey, think this might be interesting. For you guys, it could just be so glad to connect with you, you know, and then just give an ask. But you can create some templates so that you don't have to write these every time, right? You don't have to start from scratch. But just think about, okay, what's the next logical step for this person and what I'm hoping to get from this person? And, and understand that there doesn't have to be a goal with every person you connect with, especially when you're trying to get to that 500 number. You know, if those are just like classmates and, and you want to just leave it at that, that's fine. But just pick a few of them at least out that you can move forward with a some kind of a, a communication. And along those lines, I want to make sure that when you invite someone to connect with you, you want to always customize that communication. So Susie, you know, and a perfect example, as I told all of the students in the three classes yesterday at FSU, to send a request to connect with me on LinkedIn. And I specifically told them to customize that invitation. And some of them did and some of them didn't. But those that did, they took the time to say, really enjoyed the class, or this is what I learned, or something like that. So how can you personalize it so that they realize you are, you know, you're not just clicking a button saying, hey, connect with me. You're making an effort. So that's number three, engage with the people you've connected with. Number four join some groups. So your visibility on LinkedIn can grow exponentially if you join a few groups. So they're related to your profession, they're related to your university, they're related to your company, they're related to some kind of professional interests you have outside of work like business and professional women, BPW. Um, so get on those groups and then what I want you to do is contribute. Ask questions, post a question, 
um, and, and just engage in that community, you're going to be positioning yourself as a professional in your field. Now, this does not have to be a hugely time-consuming thing. You can set these messages up. So you join a group and it'll ask you how often do you want to receive messages. I did it weekly. I do a weekly digest because I do not want those things coming in every single day. Now, does that mean that by the time I get it, sometimes some of the threads are kind of, I've lost the, <laughs> the train has left the station on that thread? Yeah. And I'm okay with that, right? That's the trade-off I'm willing to make. I don't need to be in the ground floor of every single thread of conversation, but just give me a nice, neat digest once a week. So number four is join some groups. And then the final one is use the power of LinkedIn to show you how to get to decision makers. So if you want to connect with the CEO of a startup that you really want to work for, you, you're going to use LinkedIn. If you want to know who the director of marketing is for one of your target companies, you're going to use LinkedIn. If you want to get the inside scoop on your ideal employer, you can use LinkedIn, particularly on the company pages. So LinkedIn is, I say this over and over again, it's really your best friend in the hiring process. So I want you to really get comfortable with navigating around in there and finding people who, you know, who's the director of marketing for X company? Who's the director of, you know, supply chain for company Z? And also you can learn kind of what companies are in hiring mode. So if you go into that jobs tab and kind of play around you'll see some companies have a lot of jobs on there. And even if any of those jobs are not ones that you would be interested in, you at least have a sense of who's in hiring mode, and that can really play to your favor because it means something is going on. Now, it could mean that, you know, the company is terrible and everybody's leaving. But conversely, it could mean that there's a growth, um, you know, initiative or something's going on that's causing them to ramp up. Hopefully, you can kind of get comfortable with using that advanced search function to find the key people that you need to have those conversations with for your job search. So here's a bonus tip I want to give you for LinkedIn. So I've I've talked before about having recommendations. I talked about this last week and the power of those recommendations. So this is where someone actually has taken the time to write about you and put it on your LinkedIn profile. And I want to also encourage you to write recommendations for other people. Now, you may think if you're still in school that you don't have that, you know, ability, but I promise you, you could do a really great one for a professor that you really love or an advisor that you really love or a, a guest speaker that's come into your class um, or, you know, your old internship supervisor so that that would be really helpful for prospective interns down the road to see this guy's a really or this woman is a really great internship supervisor. The reason that this is a good use of your time is that you then get prime real estate on that other person's LinkedIn profile. You are seen as a third party expert on their profile. So not only are you doing a good thing for them, but it's helping you out as well. So it's a really a win-win situation. It doesn't have to be long. Um, and if you have any questions about how to do a recommendation or how to ask for a recommendation, just shoot me an email and I'll be glad to walk you through that. So I hope this has been helpful. We've talked about kind of how to improve your LinkedIn profile and strategies to maximize your kind of time on LinkedIn, your, your use of LinkedIn. So if you want to speak with me about, you know, kind of your career and job search goals, that is always an option. So if you need to figure out what's holding you back, 
from achieving your career dreams, hook up a call. So you can do a free 30-minute consult call with me. And the number or the URL is in the show notes, but it's www.timetrade.com slash book slash D, the letter D, 6KLN. So go ahead and check that out and uh, I'll see you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.